Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Let's get ready to football. We're here with your host. We got Zach. We got Carl. We got Shane. We got. Oh, that's it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. Uh, and yeah, let's start out with our quick outs. <gasps> All right. So the East West game, East West Shrine game, which is. Uh, Amazingly enough, presented by the Shriners. I didn't think they still were a thing. The tiny hat guys? Yeah. The little mini cars? Yeah, that's how that game started. The East-West hmm. Shriners game. Didn't know that. Interesting. Fun fact. fun fact. Fun facts. Way before our actual fun fact section. Anyway. So the quick um, East-West Shrine game happened this past weekend, um, which is kind of like the B-Squad Senior Bowl. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. kind of the best way to put that. You're not wrong. When you've got guys from FCS kind of dominating with um, I can't remember his name from Northern Iowa. Um, had a really good game. Yeah, uh, no one's good come out of nor- Northern Iowa lately. No, not at all. David Johnson. Oh, my God. Uh, dust. Yeah, there's a lot of dust in here. Um, so, not a ton of talent. Probably a lot of more mid to late round guys. Maybe some guys get invited to the combine from that, but that's about it. Um, moving on, we've had the... Did you guys know the uh, playoffs were this weekend? Playoffs? The uh, championship games were this weekend. Yes, they were. I really don't want to talk about them. I do. I bet you do. So the Patriots played the Jaguars, and I was on the edge of my seat for all of that second half. I was asleep. Yes, you were. Um, <laughs> I was literally <laughs> napping. Uh, the first half was was okay. I mean, the, the Jags had two quick scores, uh, and then the Patriots drove and, and had a score at the end. When And drive is a strong word. Uh, they... Gronk like got knocked yards the worth F of penalties. Out. Yeah, Gronk got just destroyed. And then there was a pass interference call that I I mean I'm biased. I thought it was pass interference, but I mean it was it was a choppy yeah. call. Um for a game where they were letting him play a lot, it was a choppy call especially. Yeah. Um but although we should probably add quick that WWE superstar Mojo Raleigh did say that Gronk should be ready by the Super Bowl. We all know that that is the source of information we need for when it comes to Gronk-related uh, intel. Accurate. So, yeah, it was an exciting game. I was on the edge of my seat. I was jumping up and down. I was excited. It was another fourth quarter Tom Brady comeback win in the in the playoffs. It was great. It was fun. It was a great game. I'm I'm excited for the Patriots to be in the uh, in the Super Bowl again. Yeah. Never thought I'd say this, but go Patriots. Yeah. Yeah, because the other game... We learned that a lot of Philadelphia fans are just kind of dicks. Yeah. Well, you just I mean, learned that? They, oh, they booed we, Santa. They booed Santa. We, we knew that. But, Carl, the, my favorite part about the whole thing with the Philadelphia fans was the way you described um, what they had to do their light poles. Oh, the Crisco cops. They had to Crisco their light poles so that people wouldn't climb up them. Like, how, I, it boggles my mind that that like that was something that they had planned for. Like they knew that that was going to happen. 
because they were terrified of riots. They were terrified of the Philadelphia fans rioting whether they won or lost. And they still rioted, and they won. It, by, it wasn't even close. They won. They won 38-7. to seven. The Vikings, and the seven points came on the Vikings' first drive. Yeah, it was 38 unanswered points. Ah, oh, it just... They had oh. no answer for Nick Foles. And I'm completely serious. Nick Foles I know had, you're serious, and that's what hurts. had a, a perfect passer rating in the second half. He didn't have an incompletion in the second well, half. I mean, he was 26 of 33 for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns. That's, that's a fantastic game, and that's against the number one defense in the NFL. Yeah. Through the regular season. That was, it was, it was seven touchdown performance, Nick Foles in that game. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the Dallas game where they got shut out six to zero. Yeah. It wasn't that kind of a performance, but anyways, let's move on to the next topic. So our Super Bowl match is a rematch between the Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots. Sorry, a rematch. Yes. Yeah, of Super Bowl. 40, oh, oh, 42? I was like, they didn't play this year. Was that Super Bowl 42? I don't know. Uh, it was it was the 2003 Super Bowl. So it was a while ago. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been. Um, so moving on. So because the Vikings got knocked out of the playoffs, uh, the Giants officially announced that their new head coach will be Matt Shermer, former offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Um, he said that he wants Eli, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know why anyone would. I don't know you're talking about the la- well, was he the last guy to get a no he wasn't the last guy to get a win in Cleveland but you mean future Hall of Fame quarterback Eli man I'm not going to discuss this right now I disagree still but I'm not going to discuss it <laughs> uh, that'll be another podcast okay but yeah it, we'll, it, we'll it, have that when Chris is here so him and I can be on one side and you two can be on the other That's in a non trolling Shane comment I think that honestly having Eli for one more year to groom a first overall or like a second overall pick quarterback would be a good idea yeah that's all it'll be great for josh rosen yeah that's all i'm gonna say is that it would be a smart thing for them to keep a veteran quarterback to not have to throw a rookie into the fire did you guys see that josh allen came out and said that he would embrace being the guy in In cleveland Cleveland. yep oh yeah he's he is uh pushing hard for that money yeah. Oh yeah, he I works mean, hard for his money. He he wants to have hard for he, the money. He wants to have a running game with uh, Saquon Barkley and throwing to Josh Gordon. Yeah, let's be real. Uh, moving on, the Cardinals uh, hired a new head coach, Steve Wilkes, former defensive coordinator for Carolina. Yeah, and he is bringing on his linebackers coach as his, as his uh, defensive coordinator, and he also said he's not going to switch them uh, from a three four to a four three, which is what he ran. Uh, he said that he said that the defense isn't broke, so why fix it? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And not only that, but this is the year of defensive coaches getting hired. I don't know what's going on with offensive coaches, but this is the year of defensive coaches getting hired. Yeah. Which leads to Tennessee hired a new or <laughs> Tennessee hired a new head coach, uh, Mike Vrabel. Former Patriots lore. Yeah, uh, he took a top five defense and turned him into a bottom, bottom 10, defense ten defense and got a head coaching go- job out of it. And the- I'm a little confused. I'm happy for him. I mean, he's a he's caught he has he probably has the most uh touchdown catches all time for linebackers. I was going to ask if he was the Swiss Army knife that New England had and that answered that question. Yeah, he yeah. has he had eight touchdowns from from Tom Brady. Yep. Uh That's ridiculous. I, I don't I, I he was the hot 
name this this offseason for like surprise uh head coaching candidates and i don't understand why and hopefully he proves people wrong by going to a team that definitely needed to sign a uh offensive minded guy and that that's why i brought up a minute ago about the defensive coaches getting hired is because there's so many spots that offensive coaches should have been the go-to due to young quarterbacks or due to even not having a quarterback on the roster. Look at Arizona. Look at Tennessee. Both of those teams with a young quarterback and with no quarterback hired defensive-minded guys. Mm-hmm. So, when you, in my opinion, when you hire a defensive-minded coach like that, you have to bring in a coordinator who you trust to run the entire offense. I'm not talking where you mix play calling. I'm saying where that coach is essentially like what a what Peyton sorry, not Peyton Manning. Um do you get what I'm trying to say, Carl? Yeah, a little bit. You you have to have an offensive guy that is going to run the show that you feel comfortable letting do the play calling if you're a defensive minded coach. Right. That's that's what I'm essentially getting at. Is well, that that's what Mike Zimmer did with Pat Shermer? Yeah, he let him just take over the offense, right? And he, he ran the defense. That's what needs to happen with these other teams. But are there the coordinators out there that are available for them to hire that I are top end guys? I would say there are a couple, but there's not a lot. I mean, Todd Haley was one of them, but he's now actually the offensive coordinator for the Browns, um, yeah. which I think is an interesting fit. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the draft with all with the Browns. Well, actually having an offensive coordinator now. That being said, I think that with with that comment specifically, I think that Cleveland brought in Todd Haley, so Todd Haley could say this is the guy that I can mold into a franchise quarterback, whether it be via the draft or whether it be via free agency, which we'll talk about free, some free agents in a little bit, but. I think that Hugh Jackson and the general manager and the owner all went and said, we need this guy can mold a quarterback. Now we just need to find the quarterback. Going back to offensive minded coaches available for coordinators, Jim Caldwell, is he, where is Caldwell he is available. I think that that might be who Tennessee goes hard for. He was being discussed as a guy that, that, um, might have ended up in Arizona. Yeah. And I, I think that I think Tennessee would be smart to go hard for him. Because, yeah, he's not been... I mean, he's been an okay head coach. He's, he's not an... been a great one, but he's been... I mean, he got the Lions to, a, to the playoffs, and he's, he's kept the Lions at about 500, so he's not over the hump. He's like, he's like Jeff Fisher, okay? Sure. <laughs> but we also have to look at... I, I like Caldwell better as a coordinator. Oh, I do too. Um, than as a head coach. He was coach. fantastic as a coordinator. Yeah, he was a great coordinator. Um, but my my concern with him comes where, if you look back a couple years, remember when they fired the offensive coordinator and Jim Bob Cooter took over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when we really saw the rise of Matthew Stafford to where he is now. So was it Caldwell? Or was it Jim Bob Cooter? Well, it was Jim Bob Cooter in that in that situation. And, and that's that's my scary that's thing because... though is that I think other teams are going to say, "Look what you did with Stafford," and I don't really know how much he had to do with it. I don't think he had a lot to do with with Stafford. I mean, I think I think that uh, the job of a head coach is very different from the job of a coordinator. Oh, absolutely. 
so it's it's all about putting the pieces around you that will work with the players that you have and i think that he was bad in that regard yeah yeah all right so we want to go on to the next one um sure backtracking a little bit the uh, cardinals have interviewed a few people for the offensive co- coordinator position coordinator well they interviewed uh daryl bevel and they interviewed uh mike mccoy former offensive coordinator for the seattle seahawks just got fired former head coach for the chargers Yep, former head coach for the Chargers for the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really like Bevel still. I mean, he got fired, but I mean, yeah, a lot of it was Russell Wilson doing yeah. what he does, but he didn't necessarily... Yes, he had some bad play calls in the final moments of some games. Yeah. I mean, maybe he should have run. I was fine with it. <laughs> uh, but but he's he's a good coordinator. He deserves to have a job still. Yeah, but wasn't the didn't they end up calling that never mind. That run pass option doesn't matter. Yep. Doesn't matter. Still lost. Alright, um moving on Robbie Anderson was arrested. Uh, hey, it was. wide receiver for the Jets. Apparently he's been hanging out with uh <laughs> Apparently he's been hanging out with Austin Safari and Jenkins too much. Oops. <laughs> what was that? Was that a was that someone calling? Was that a uh was that a was a was that a caca? Was that a Crowell? It's a trivia game. It was a Crowell that you also happen to be signed into. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> anyways, Carl, anyways, go on. Um, so yeah, Robbie Anderson's been hanging out and taking too many lessons from Austin Severian Jenkins. Um, moving on, we <laughs> he had a pretty solid uh, rest picture though. Yeah, yeah, it was it was that a was, nice photo. Yeah, it was um, looking good, looking good, looking good in stripes. All right, um, let's chat a little bit about some players possibly retiring, what it could mean. We'll talk about players who are retiring, and then some players that maybe should retire, maybe some people that could retire. Um, we'll start with actual people who have retired. Uh, so let's start with the one that uh, that is less relevant, but it's just interesting to talk about because he, uh, Kellen Moore retired from being the third-string quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And he was immediately hired on as their quarterbacks coach, so he kinda, is still with the Dallas Cowboys. It kind of makes you wonder if, like, there's there was something else, like an injury or something that, or maybe just the fact that he didn't want to be a third string quarterback. Anymore. I just think he didn't want to be a third string quarterback, and he knew Probably. that this is the best way to continue his career in football. Oh yeah, absolutely. Not only that, but he it's for those of you who don't know, Kellen Moore was, I believe, actually is the winningest college quarterback ever yeah he was he, was he came the, in right after because he only had one one loss i think during his time with boise maybe two that sounds about right yeah but he so he knows how to get it done it's just and and that's the thing is he's he's being brought in to fix stack that's the biggest thing is that that's the relevance relevancy of this is that he is poised to bring back bring Dak back to relevance mm-hmm. and make him a elite quarterback which sometimes you sometimes the saying those who can't do teach works because Kellen Moore may not have the physical traits to be a quarterback but it doesn't mean he doesn't know how yeah and then uh the other quarterback that's retired for sure you got Carson Palmer bye bye thank Thank goodness. See yeah. you later. Second year in a row he's retired. and um... uh, He, not, not second year in a row. 
Well, yeah. Well, he's not Brett Favre. He was. He retired a couple. He retired years ago. Yeah. With oh, the, that, that was back with Cincinnati. Well, yeah, when he was he Cincinnati was, he was to before some about, in trade. He was talking about it last year. Yeah. And Larry Fitzgerald talked him out of it. Yeah. Well, they they both said let's let's get one last rodeo in. And injuries obviously ended that this year. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um. So yeah. So those that's the players that are are retiring. So moving on to a couple of people that we think maybe retire. Yeah, we'll go with maybe are going to retire. Um, Joe Thomas, not necessarily really fantasy relevant, but I mean, depending on if there is like a rookie quarterback that comes in there, the running game, Joe Thomas has been the anchor for that team, for that offensive line for the past decade. Decade plus. Decade plus. This I mean, was the missed first... his first game this year. Yeah, missed his first game, missed, missed his, his first, first snap. snap. Jinx, Coke, ha. Uh, snap. <laughs> yeah, Joe Thomas, I think it actually is very fantasy relevant, but... Then again, I thought Cleveland signing two great offensive linemen would be fantasy relevant too, and Isaiah Crowell sucked. So, what do I know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's. I would hate yeah. to see him go. I would want to. I would really like to see him go to a team on a one-year deal. That's not Cleveland. But yeah, I'd like to see him win. Um, but he also doesn't want to leave Cleveland. Yeah, I would also like to see him get an actual quarterback behind him. Yep, and have let have him be there when Cleveland, if Cleveland can make a run. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I think Cleveland honestly goes hard after Kirk Cousins in the off season. Yeah, because of the age of some of their team, they do have a very young team, but some of the age of them, some of the aging veterans. I mean, Joe Thomas, you owe that guy a quarterback for what he's done over the past decade plus. You owe him a quarterback. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, if you shell out the money for Kirk Cousins. You can do a lot more with that first overall pick. Trade it back. Use it on um, ch- the defensive lineman chub. Um, you could even use it on on Barkley. That was one thing that I had talked about a couple weeks ago uh, with Shane when we podcasted this. I I believe that signing Kirk Cousins and then signing uh, Saquon Barkley number one and then going with the best available offensive tackle number four is, in my opinion, their best scenario. I think it's a great move. It'd be interesting to see. Although I think they need deep, some defense in there too, but for sure. I mean, they still have what three second round picks. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on to some more speculation. Um, Antonio Gates has said that he wants to come back, but I don't know that he does come back. If I'm San Diego, and you're looking at Hunter Henry. No, then I'm then I'm crying because I don't have a football team anymore. If I'm the Chargers. <laughs> I'm saying I don't I, I want Hunter Henry and I I don't think Antonio Gates helps your team anymore unless he's willing to sign on to them for a very small amount of money. I don't think that you that you really want him because at, at this point it just if you if you have him on the team, you feel you almost feel obligated to play him. Yeah. And I I'd rather have Hunter Henry in there as the as the number one passing back and then grabbing somebody that can block. You know what? Sign a veteran minimum deal. Go to New England. Win a Super Bowl next year. Just I'd, be, I'd be fine with done. that. Be be what Dwayne Allen was supposed to be. Speaking of uh, New England tight ends that might retire, we got Martellus Bennett. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is on the IR right now. He came. He, you know, got dropped by the Packers for an undisclosed injury. Signed by the Patriots. Played two games. Then went on the IR. Um, and might win another Super Bowl ring with him. Yeah. I don't think he retires. I think that New England will sign him to another one-year deal. 
and that he'll play one more season as the backup for Gronk because they'll say they'll say you know you'll be a minimal guy we'll get you in there for you know 15 snaps in a game or something and yeah. mm-hmm. and just use him in that in that capacity and he'll go all right yeah I'll run for one more Super Bowl then but he's also said before this year that it would be his last year yep so that's possible that it's not the case but I honestly think that he'll he'll come back um Thomas Davis Carolina linebacker he's already said he's coming back for one more year he's signed for another season so yeah. so I think he plays but yeah. But, I mean, he said this is going to be his last season. He, he's not fantasy relevant, but for a guy that's had the career that he's had, I don't see any way we couldn't bring him up. Uh, another linebacker uh, and also another Patriot right now, James Harrison. <laughs> Shane, you're losing all of your aging veterans. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that... that uh, What's the, next, Brady? The four... No. The four <laughs> weeks that uh, Harrison was on the team, it's, it's a big loss. Um, he's actually helped out the the defense some. He's had some good sacks um, in that small amount of time he's been on the team, which is which is nice. I mean, he closed yeah. out the Jaguars game with a with a big sack on third down to take them from a third and nine to like or from a third and nine, and then they sacked him for like eight yards. So it was a fourth and seventeen or something. So yeah. he's been impactful even at age thirty nine. He's still an impact player. Yep. And I still would not want to run into him in a dark alley. I did like his comment when he signed with the Patriots. He said, finally, I'm on a team with a player that's older than me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Woof. Um, These last two are kind of just more speculation than anything, or people that we think should retire, maybe. Okay. Um, Adrian Peterson. His best years are behind him by far. Oh, Oh yeah, way way long ago. I mean, I would put Jamal Charles in that that category as well. Where, yep. I mean, it's just time. Both of them could could sign with a team where they could have that. You know, right when AP got traded, he had that 120 yard game, and hmm. it's possible you might be able to get that out of both either of those running backs. But you're not going to get consistency out of either of them either. Though, well, right. didn't it take him like 39 carries to get that 120? He carried yards? the ball a lot in that game. <laughs> Well, the, the biggest thing for me with AP retiring is not only age, but he's also he went on IR with a neck injury, a neck injury for a running back who's thirty two going on thirty three years old. When your time is already considered done, and then you hurt your neck, I think it's pretty much a given at this point. Yeah, I mean, who could we really see signing him in the off season besides New England? Ah, <laughs> uh... the Jets. No. You they, say no. You say no. I but, say but, the Jets are like the, the AP would not go to the Jets. AP. The oh yeah, Jets AP gonna, wouldn't go to the Jets, but well, I I could see the Jets trying to sign him. Well, trying to yes, maybe, but I yeah. But I, I can't see any teams that would really sign him at this point. They ain't gonna be the Saints. Yeah, I'm not. What I mean, the Saints could use him. They would be perfect to have a three-headed running back. Only well, we have a three-headed monster. All right. The last person that I wanted to bring up um, is the ageless, ageless, ageless wonder. I can't talk to that guys. Uh, Frank Gore. I think that this is going to be one of those. I, I think he retires. I think he retires. I think this is going to be one of those surprise retirements. He's going to do it after the Super Bowl. Um, they've got Marlon Mack there. He's had a long career of thousand yard seasons. Yeah, thousand yard seasons, never getting injured, and he's led his team in rushing every year he's been a player. Yeah, I mean he's been he's been a man of consistency. He is 
He's one of those players that you tell someone that he's a top seven running back or yardage running back of all time, and they go, really? Because he's just, he's not flash. He's substance. Yep. Call me crazy, but what about a team like Seattle? Zach, you crazy. I just Thomas Rawls is an unrestricted free agent who they're, they don't want anymore. No. Yeah. yeah. They, Eddie Lacy was a failed one year experiment. Mike Davis was a placeholder because everyone else was hurt or useless. Chris Carson got Chris hurt. Carson Chris Carson was surprised and got hurt. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, honestly, adding a guy like Gore to a playoff-ready team would be very smart. It would. He's still signed to Indy, though. No, he's not. He's done after this year, I thought. Or did I, he sign I thought a three-year deal? I thought he had one more You're year. You're right. He did sign a mm-hmm. three-year deal. Yep. And he did say that the only way he's coming back to Indy is if they can fix their situation. Yeah. He said if Andrew Luck's back, then he'll come back. But if he's not, then... Then retirement. Then retirement. Very likely, yeah. Uh, so, and then another one to throw out there, Big Ben. Yeah. He's already come back. And once, right before Todd Haley got fired, he already came back and said he wants to play. That's because he knew Todd Haley was going to get fired and that his boy, the quarterback coach, was going to get promoted to the offensive coordinator. So, right. Well, I don't know about all that. but Well, he actually, uh, fun fact about this whole situation... The quarterback coach that got promoted, they he had that quarterback coach moved from the the booth to the sideline so that he would talk to him on the sideline instead of Haley. Well, that's because and so he that's would be him and Haley's relationship was so strained that they wouldn't even talk to each other. Well, yeah, I. But I, I don't know how that makes him his boy. That's that's what I'm curious. They're they're he likes him a lot, and oh. he was the one that wanted him to be offense coordinator so that's how it happened they're tight they're homeboys all right his boy yeah. <laughs> okay I'm, i guess i'm okay um so, so that's uh that's it for our <coughs> quick outs um 20, 24 minute outs 24 minute outs um apparently we are antonio gates trying to run routes right now Ooh, Ooh. topical topical ha! i'm hilarious so now it's time to wait. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can do. I can do this now. Yeah, yeah. Are you, are no, you, are you sure? I think we're good. It's okay. I think we're sure. Are you gonna hit me again? Yeah. No. No. At least not on mic. We'll okay. pause it. Okay. Well, it's time. It's time to snap, crackle, and pop into the. Oh, we missed one. I'm just messing with you. Oh, okay. Ah. It's time to snap, crackle, and pop into the main topic. We're going to discuss upcoming free agents. Yep. So uh, we're Where they run... might be able to go, where they're coming from, who's doing what, who's going to be fantasy relevant still, who's not. All the all the fun conversations that we could have about free agents. How you doing? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yikes. Uh, most of our that's game. also topical. That, so let's I feel just, like we're using the word topical very freely here. That discussion so, about the word topical is also topical. Yeah. I had a rash on my leg. You know, what I used on it. Did you use topical? I did use a topical cream. Mm, that's good. Mm-hmm. So moving, we're just gonna dive right into. Let's just dive right into quarterbacks. Um, we'll just kind of go down that. We'll start with the biggest name. Let's not dive like Carson once, though. 
Dude. Come on, man. Weak. Come on, I thought on, it was man. pretty funny. Dude, man, come on. You know what else is funny? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent um, because... Washington... You like that? Yeah, you like that? Um, because Washington can't figure out a way to sign him, and he just kind of wants out of Washington. So, Washington doesn't want to sign Cousins, let's be honest. No, they don't, and I don't understand why. He has been a top six quarterback every year he's been a full-time starter. Yep. Yeah, and I think whatever team gets him... Cleveland. Cleveland Browns, maybe? Uh, They have... Jacksonville? One of those two teams has the funds to pay him a large amount of money. One of those two teams does not. (laughs) I, you know, I think the Browns make a lot of sense money-wise. Does Kirk Cousins want to go to Cleveland? I don't know. Minnesota? That's... I've I've been hearing that more the past couple days since the Vikings lost. I I I don't hate it. I don't I don't hate it. Can they afford them? I don't. It'd be tough. It. I don't know that they could. It would have to be a lot of incentives. I'm sure. Because we've got actually a lot of guys coming up on on their contracts too. He fits the style that that Minnesota needs for a quarterback, and. I mean, the way that he's always played his career, he's always had a bunch of number two receivers around him, and that's what he's got in Minnesota. Yeah. I'm not dissing on the Minnesota no, receivers. It... I'm just saying that's, that's I mean, Diggs, it's hard to say Diggs is the number one guy. It's hard to say Thielen's the number one guy. To be honest with you, it's, it's I mean, they're both very good receivers, and I would love to have either of them. Yeah. But, but I'm not going to call either of them number one guys. And I think that Diggs is very much a Deshaun Jackson. Diggs... I, I've said it for the past couple years. Diggs is a Robin, not a Batman. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson. So does that uh, mean... Deshaun Jackson was a Batman for a couple years in Philadelphia. He he was the primary receiver in that offense for several years. He, well, I mean, okay, if you're say, talking like that, then Diggs is the Batman now because he's the primary receiver. I was going to say, if, if, Diggs is, but, if Diggs is Robin, then does that make... Deshaun deal? Jackson produced. Diggs did not. I'm not going to get into this talk right now. So if Diggs is Robin, does that make Thielen Nightwing? No. Which, which Robin is he? It, it depends. Um, um, Tim Drake. Okay, yeah. I can, I can, yeah. I can give him Dick Grayson. Thanks. Um, so Cousins to Minnesota wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. I think that would be good, best for his numbers. Um, granted, I would love to see him throwing to Josh Gordon. Um, yeah. Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, let's move on to... Uh, I think... Okay, uh, oops, final sorry. say. Who do, where do you think he goes? Do we all think Cleveland? I, I say Cleveland. I... I think Cleveland, but I think Minnesota entices him more than people think. Well, I mean, team went to the NFC Championship game. Right. And the only thing they were missing was a quarterback that can get the ball to the receivers in that game. <laughs> well, they were also missing... They were missing a defense at the time, too, yeah, which was odd because they weren't missing a defense the whole year before that. Right. So. We're throwing out Arizona as an option, too. That, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's also possible. And it keeps it keeps Larry Fitzgerald on the field for another year, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it also depends on what situation Cousins wants to go into as well. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to go into a rebuilding franchise, go to Arizona. 
Well, if he wants I to mean, go into a playoff ready team, go to Minnesota. I think I think if he's deciding between a rebuilding franchise and a playoff ready team, he decides between Cleveland and Minnesota. Because in Cleveland, as we've said before, I don't know if we've said it on the podcast, he wins he's he brings out a winning season, he goes to the playoffs, he's suddenly a god there. Oh yeah. He I goes mean, he goes eight and eight. If he goes eight and eight, he is If he goes eight and eight, he's super popular. If he goes to the playoff, he's yeah. a god. He, True. He is Bernie Kosar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's replacing Bernie Kosar if he goes to the playoffs. Yeah. Um Ares, I uh well never mind. I'll we'll get into it later. Um going down our list uh of players that are entering their contract here, Jimmy Garoppolo has not been re-signed yet by the San Francisco. They're 49ers. gonna franchise him. I, I think they're going to franchise him, too, and I think that's possible they work out a long-term deal, but they've yeah. got to pay him a lot of money. They've got to pay him Derek Carr money if they if they want it. They um, fran- yeah. They might let him wor- uh, play out the franchise tag, um, but if I'm Jimmy G, I almost hold out. If you franchise tag me, I say, no, I want the long-term deal now. It's like, I sh- I've, I've, I'm undefeated as a starting quarterback. Yeah, I get where you're I'm your from. guy. I, give me the long-term deal, and if they say no... Say, all right, well, then let's see how Beathard does this year. Yeah, yeah. I, I get where you're coming from, and I, I definitely do. I, I hate to agree with that, but I do agree with that. But I don't think that that will happen. You know what I hate? I hate how the franchise tags used. I don't like the franchise yeah. tags, especially for players. I think it's it's a way for... Like a running back who we might talk about in a little bit. Yes. Oh, we'll get to that. I think I think it's a way for teams to screw players out of money. Oh, absolutely. And I don't like it. I don't think they should have it. Um, I think they should have it, but I think it should be way more regulated than it is. There should It should be like a think, one-time thing where you can franchise them one time and then you can't anymore. I think there should be a rule that you can't... Not that you can use a franchise tag every year, that if you use a franchise tag... You can't use it again for three more years. Okay, That's... like you should you you it's it's a it's a last ditch effort trying to keep a guy, uh, trying to get him long term in the end. But yep, you you get one franchise tag every three years, and if you if you use it, then sorry if there's a big fridge in the next two years, you can't get him. Or you franchise a guy and you can't use another franchise tag until that player's gone. You can only have one franchise player. There's only one of those guys available. I can dig that one, too. So, that's just a side note thought from Shane and myself and Carl. Yeah. The other quarterback... uh, Oh, there's two more quarterbacks. Well, there's technically five more if we want to go into it. That's true. Oh, geez, yeah. Technically. Um, Um, Let's let's move on to uh, Jacksonville. mm -hmm. Uh, We've got Blake Bortles, whose fifth-year option was not picked up, which makes him a free agent this year. And he only led his team to the playoffs. To the AFC Championship, to the AFC championship game. Did game. he lead them there, or did that defense lead them there? Oh, that D, though. Look at Blake Bortles' numbers for the year. He he didn't he didn't hurt them. He was a top 15 quarterback. He actually produced worse numbers this year than he has the past yes. three or four. He, well, was, three years. he was not a top 10 quarterback. He wasn't a top 12. He was a... I think he was the 14th ranked quarterback. Um, so serviceable. Yeah. I can see it for a lot of the year serviceable him to, to a deal. I think if you're Jacksonville, you're not necessarily throwing all your money at him. You're not, you're not using the franchise tag on him. I don't think, I think you're saying, 
you know, we, we want you back, but we want you back for this amount. And if he says no and tries to walk around, yep. you know, try to find somebody else. Try to try to trade for an Alex Smith, who's not a free agent, but is definitely on the block. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, or try to go for another B-named quarterback with Drew Brees. Yeah. That's going to get pretty spendy. And he's all, he's already said he doesn't want to leave Nolans. No, yeah. he doesn't. I, I think he takes less money to stay in Nolans. Yep, I agree. I think that's a smart smart move on it's him. It's his best chance at the Super Bowl. He yeah. does he does the Brady thing and and take take less money to which to is, be the guy there. It's the smartest thing you can do oh, in yeah. the NFL as a quarterback. Take less money, build the team around you, win titles. Brady's Duh. idea. Brady's thing is is hey, I've got endorsement deals. I'm good there. And he's got a wife uh, and that's I've worth got, more money than he I've is. I've got Punchin, who, yeah, is the one of the highest-paid models in history, so... Roger that. All right. Um, heavy is the hand that holds the rings. Heavy is the hand that... <laughs> his hand is very heavy, no matter how underinflated he's those are. He's run out of are. space on his hand. All right, so moving on to our last three quarterbacks, we're going to kind of talk about these guys in tandem. I think it's going to be quick. Yeah, um, the Vikings trio of Case Keenum, Sam Bradford, and Theodore Bridgewater, a.k.a. Teddy. Um, they are all going into free agency this year. Uh, none of them have been franchise tagged. None of them have a long-term deal after this year. I'm going to predict that none of them do get franchise tagged. I don't think... I agree. I would agree. Um, I think the Vikings keep two out of the three um, because, actually, the only Viking, the only quarterback on the Vikings roster... At the end of the year is Kaysen, what, Kaysen Moore? I can't remember what that. I forget the guy's name, too, yeah. He was the dude from, like, northern Colorado who was originally drafted by the Broncos. So, essentially, he's worth, he's He's, not a He's a practice squad guy, yeah. Yeah. But, essentially, the Vikings are losing their entire quarterback roster, and that, that is actually, in my opinion, going to be good for the Vikings because they, for most of the year, being being in Minnesota, all we heard was when do you pull Keenum? When do you pull Keenum? Do you pull Keenum? Do you pull Keenum? Or do you play Teddy now that he's back? It, it's done. <laughs> they're they're all gone. I see. I don't think they're all going to be gone. I think okay. I think the Vikings signed two of them. I think they signed. I I think they signed two of them as well. Unless they grab Cousins, then I don't think they signed any of them. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, like I said before, I think Cousins goes to the Browns. I think that what happens here is. They don't want the shadow of Case Keenum hanging over next season. So they let him walk. Case Keenum signs with the Cardinals. And they keep Bradford and Teddy and let them duel it out. See, I was thinking Bradford goes to the Cardinals and Teddy... I think that Teddy will... If I had to pick one to re-sign Minnesota, I think it's going to be Teddy. I think he's got the youth and he's got the... He's still got the upside that... You know, you don't you know what you're getting with Case Keenum. You know what you're getting with Bradford. You still don't know fully what you're getting with Teddy because he got hurt going into his third year. He hasn't played he, he hasn't, hasn't played a yeah. real meaningful snap in two years. In two seasons. So I think it I think honestly signing Teddy do a do a one year prove it deal, even if you have to. I, no, that's I hundred percent think that's what, what Teddy's gonna sign. Mm-hmm. Put a lot of incentives in there. Yeah, right. put yeah, put some stuff in there, make it so, you know, he can, if he plays like an NFL starting quarterback, he can be paid like a starting quarterback with incentives. But that's the problem with signing two of those three guys is all three of those guys want starter money. You cannot pay two quarterbacks starting money. That's why the Patriots traded Garoppolo. 
Yep. You can't pay quarterback because if they would have franchised Garoppolo next year or after this season, they would have been paying Jimmy Garoppolo more than Tom Brady. Well, it it's like <laughs> the Patriots did it before they franchised Matt Castle and immediately traded him. Yeah, mm-hmm. they franchised him to keep him and then got rid of him. Yep. But I don't think that the Vikings will do that. No. No. Um. Yeah, I think I. My last thing on it is I think it's going to be. Bridgewater and Sam Bradford, and it comes down to Mike Zimmer for me. Okay, um, Zimmer doesn't believe in Keenum. He, he never once endorsed Case Keenum no. this season as the starting quarterback. Like anytime everyone was, oh, so is Keenum your starter? He goes, yeah, you know, you, well, we'll see. You know, we'll see how things progress. You know, he never once was like, yes, Case Keenum is our starter because he, he ex- always he always wanted Teddy back. He, Teddy was his guy. Yeah, he, he yeah. likes Teddy. He wants Teddy to the, and and he with the one year prove it deal he signs Teddy to he promises me goes you and sam are gonna battle it out in camp yeah don't worry about case mm. so so let's move on to the uh let's go with the tight ends next it's a, it's an easier one there's not as many yeah um well there's about i yeah. honestly i don't know if there's more than two starters on our list uh so we've got trey burton who's a backup for philly um so um uh, Trey Burton, impressive game. Uh, he's well, he's a solid number two guy. Yeah, I, he's a solid number two, but he he has the upside to be a team's number one, like a team that doesn't fo- put the focal point on the tight end. Like yeah. a team like Houston, I think would be really good for that because they don't put the focal the focus on the tight yeah, end. Yeah, so but much. Houston has a great guy that wears a lot of hats. Um, probably not because he's gotten a lot of concussions and not a lot of time. And they're th- saying that C.J. Fedorowicz might have to retire, like have oh, really? to, because of injuries, oh, because of concussions. So that's not out of the realm of possibility to throw him in Houston <laughs> and give Deshaun Watson another target there for the future. He's um, not the biggest guy. He's not the fastest guy, but I think he does his job well. Yeah. I think another interesting spot, and it depends a lot on what happens with another guy on this list, but um, Los Angeles Chargers might be an interesting spot having yeah. him and Hunter Henry side by side. It I would think Im- that's solid. It would immediately ruin every bit of fantasy relevance that Trey Burton could have possibly had. But I think that is a it solid. Gi- move it as gives well. him the same amount of fantasy relevance he has now. Yeah. If he not if he goes to a team like Houston. No, I I was I was oh, specifically talking gotcha. about the Chargers. Okay. It it gives him yeah. the same exact amount of relevance he has right now with the with the Eagles. Yep. I agree. Um, so next guy on our list, we've got, uh, let's go with Antonio Gates, who we mentioned a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I, I I almost think that it's it's Chargers or nobody for him. I think it's Chargers yeah. or retire, and, and unless he wants to take a small amount of money, I think it's, I think he retires. Yeah, I'm, I am 100% with you on this one. Yep, no, we, well, we already talked about Gates earlier. I yep. said I think, he, if anything, he'll sign a one-year veterans minimum deal with New England and win another Super Bowl, or win a Super Bowl. See, I don't think New England wants him. Probably not, but you never know. It's Bill. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Graham. Polarizing. Polarizing is a word that is not inaccurate. I would say a good word for him is streaky. Yeah. He goes on stretches where he's great, and he goes on stretches where he does nothing. But he never. That's because of Seattle. I blame Seattle for that. I don't blame Jimmy Graham for that. He was more consistent in his first couple of years in New Orleans yes. than he's been in Seattle. Yes, and 
there's actually been a lot of talk that there could be a New Orleans reunion with Jimmy Graham. I saw that too, because Kobe Fleener was a fail. Yeah. Yeah. Kobe Fleener was a fail. Sean Hill was a fail. How, I mean, how scary is that offense? If even more than Graham already is. There. Or is that a lot? Or is that just too many mouths to feed there? If he's there with Michael Thomas, Kamara, Ingram, because Ingram's there for at least another year because he wasn't all pro because yeah. of Kamara. You know, you know what I say. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna do my best Chris impression. Bring Jimmy Graham to New England Patriots. Do two side end sets again with Gronk and Graham. Then, Hello, Super Bowl. They're, but they're in the Super Bowl now without that. But they could be in there next year again with it. They could. They could still be in there without it, though. They could still be in there without it. But just, I just think it would be fun to see a six foot six Jimmy Graham or six foot eight Jimmy Graham, six foot six whatever he is, six seven, and then six foot six Gronk on the field at the same time for the same team. I think that would be fun. I've been quiet for a minute here because did you say Sean Hill as a tight end? Josh Hill. Yeah. We might have accidentally said Sean Hill. I hundred I, I percent heard, heard you say Sean Hill. So and I was just like, that's well, that's not right, right? There's not you, two Sean Hills in the league, right? Thank you for correcting that. Yes, it's <laughs> Josh Hill. Sorry. Anyways, that, that's all I have to say about Graham. I think he he'll go somewhere and he'll get paid. Um depending on the landing spot, I think if he goes to New Orleans, he's automatically a top five tight end again for me. Uh even with Drew Brees not passing as much anymore. But he goes to a team like Tennessee, Tennessee, or Tennessee. I don't know a team that runs the ball a lot. I don't like him as much. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last person on our list, I think, is in my opinion the best option for or the best opportunity to go to the Patriots because they like project players a lot. Um, and by project players, I mean off the field issues. Uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins. You know what I love. I love the fact that everybody thinks that everyone should go to the Patriots. Right? Because it's like, you want to win a Super Bowl? Go to the Pats. It's true. If you had a rough streak, but you're really talented, yeah, hang out with Bill Belichick for a little bit. See what he does. That's what He'll happens. He'll either set you straight or release you, so. Right. That's what happens when you win five Super Bowls in 15 years. It's a lot of Super Bowls. That is a lot of Super Bowls. They have won more Super Bowls in the last 15 years than the Vikings have been to in their entire existence. Than a lot of teams have been to in their entire existence. Ouch. Anyway, so uh, there is one name that I want to bring up, though. Unless, did anyone have anything else to say about the last guy? No. Uh, Tyler Eifert is also a free agent. I don't think we mentioned him before. Um, he, he's he got to get a prove-it deal because he gets injured too much. He's got all the talent to be successful, but man, that guy cannot stay healthy. He had like six touchdowns in two games a couple years ago. Like mm-hmm. he, he was, he led all tight ends in touchdowns on like fifty catches. Yeah, <laughs> on like in like fifty catches in like eight games. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Either he was getting two touchdowns or he wasn't getting any. But uh, I, I think a lot of teams will take a flyer on him. But I think yeah. they'll. They'll sign him to approve a deal. I think this is another guy that could go to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah maybe. I Yeah, but I don't know. I think that's it for tight ends. Or yeah. Carl, do you have a landing spot for Eifert? Uh, I, I think he stays in Cincy. I think they give him a one year. Okay. And say, if you can stay healthy, we'll give you an extension. 
Gotcha. Um, but that's that's my thoughts on that. All right. So running backs, I'm going to start with a trio of running backs because I think they all fit in the same a same similar category here. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Orleans Darkwa, Jarek McKinnon, and Isaiah Crowell. Guys that have been starters for their teams, but not necessarily world beaters. Um, McKinnon is, I think, proven that he's a great third down running back and change of pace kind of guy, but he's not going to be a guy that leads your team. Nope. Darkwell and Crowell are guys that have been given the balls and have run well at times, but I just don't have the consistency. Um, I, I just don't know what happened to Crowell this year. Dark was always been that kind of backup guy. I mean, he's 26 years old. It's not like he's 22, 23. But Crowell, man, you the, the talent is there. <laughs> this is a guy that w- at one point was considered the second best running back in the nation when he was in, I believe it was high school. And the, the talent is there. Mm-hmm. It's just something is not clicking on the field that's allowing him to succeed. And I, I don't understand it. So I, I think for him, he's going being a three year starter in the NFL, that's that's pretty big pedigree to have for especially for a running back who, you know, knows systems, knows how to do things well. I could see him landing on with a team that gives him maybe a one year deal or a two year prove it deal to give him a shot, but other than that I don't it, it all depends on the landing spot, and I can't even think of one in my head right now. I, I can't think of a team that would give him a deal to be a starter. Um, I can see a lot of teams giving him two-year backup money. Yeah, possible. Um, maybe some some incentives, but I don't think I don't think he's done anything in in the league yet to to really to warrant. constitute uh, yeah. being looked at as number one guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the year to make it would have been this past year, and he yeah. did not. No. Yeah. And he had every chance in the world to do it, too. Yes, he did. Uh, so him, Darkwa, and McKinnon, I think, are all going to get two-year deals from different teams. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to throw teams out there because I don't think it really matters. No. Because they're going to be backup guys. Yep, they're not guys that you're going to be starting on your rosters for fantasy. So um, Another guy I think is going to be a backup guy is Jeremy Hill. He's going to be a change of pace back, but in a different direction. He's going to be a change of pace power back to, to a nice, fast guy. Um, I could see him going to Detroit. Yeah, I think I think Detroit is is really the the place to go right now with him. Yeah, That's... It, it, whether it's Amir Abdullah or Theo Riddick, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill is a talented guy. He was a second round pick in college or coming out of college. He had a thousand. He had eleven hundred yards in like eight games in his rookie year. But since then, it's been really ugly. Mm-hmm. And I have said before that I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line in Cincinnati. Um, and I think that going to a team who has a more established offensive line will allow him to succeed again. Because I also think Jeremy Hill wants to play football and wants to be good. I, I think he wants to be a good running back, and I think he just needs that opportunity with a new team. Sometimes you just need a, need a new change of scenery. Yeah. Like what happened from Randy Moss. I'm not putting on the same level, but Randy Moss going from Oakland to New England. Yeah, because in Oakland he was he had like floundering. I mean, four yards. Yeah, he, in his he last year. wasn't looking like Randy Moss anymore, and then nope. it just it just took a a team that was competing for him to go. All right, it's time. Let's play. Yep, and I think that could be what's going on with Jeremy Hill. I'm not sure. I'm more hopeful than anything, but um, yeah, 
All right, so we've got three more names here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to work my way from the bottom up then. Uh, so we're going to go Carlos Hyde. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought you were going to go Deion Lewis instead. I figured you thought that. Uh, no, Carlos Hyde. Uh, Carlos Hyde is a guy, he was a top five running back this year. Yeah. In fantasy, at least. Um, I don't I don't know how it constitutes to... Um, well, I should say for I most was, of the year. I thought he was number seven. For most of the year, he was a top five running oh, okay. back, and then and then there was a couple games at the end there. Yep. Um, that that kind of brought him down a bit because um, they changed the style of play. Yeah. Well, um, not that, but they wanted to get looks at other guys because they knew they didn't want Hyde. Yes. Back. Yep. Shanahan Hyde is not a Shanahan back. He will not be back in San Francisco. No, no, I I completely agree. Um, I think Hyde is a guy that you could see go to Seattle. I was going to say Seattle. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Seattle, I think, would be a good landing spot. Maybe Oakland? Depending on what happens we'll with Marshawn We'll get to Lynch. Oakland in a little bit. Um, but I think that Seattle would be a good landing spot for for him, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Deion Lewis. Uh, so, with Deion Lewis, I if I'm the Patriots, I throw some money at him. I mean, he I is... I throw the same money that I did last time at him. The the two year ten million or two year three year fifteen million whatever it was. I mean, he, his biggest issue is he gets injury pr- he's injury prone. That's why I don't. So give a ton I think of money. he put some injury clauses in there. Um, but man, when he's on the field, he is dynamic. When he's not, oh no, that was James White. Sorry, I was going to make a comment about the losing the ball to Miles Jack, but that was James White. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. Deion Lewis is a phenomenal, and I believe the Patriots are. I'm undefeated. pretty sure that was Deion Lewis. No, it was James White. Never it was mind. James White. But uh, no, the Patriots are undefeated when Deion Lewis has 100-plus yards yeah. from scrimmage. That's that's impressive. You, you got to – with the way that New England uses their running backs, I think he is the perfect Patriot. Yeah, he's a home run guy. Anytime oh, yeah. you handed the ball, you could, could get a home run. I mean, it. he iced the game against the Jaguars because they handed the ball on third and nine when the, the Jags might have got the ball back with, you know, a minute some left. Yeah. But instead, he got a first down. Well, I was listening to something today. And some. Um, and I was listening to a, a sportscaster talk about the Patriots. And one thing that he said really made a lot of sense to me with how they run their team is he said they don't have running backs. They have wide receivers who run the ball. Because that's really what they have. Yeah. You, James White and Deion Lewis are both really s- small slot guys that – play running back i would argue a little bit on that just james white definitely is that yeah mm-hmm. Deion lewis has shown that he is a running back that can catch the ball because when you hand the ball off to him he can get some yards now but i i, I mean I, he's one of those he's he's very much a jarek mckinnon style running back where he's gonna he might have 70 yards rushing and then you know 80 yards uh in the air or something like yeah. that have a really big game in that regard but he's going to get his yards on the ground yeah, and well, the way I interpreted that is because New England doesn't use him like a typical running back. That's where I was more. That's how I understood. Oh it, yeah, yeah. Is because they don't use their running backs like typical running. Which backs. Which is why Gillisley was inactive yeah. for most of the year. Yeah. Because Gillisley is a running back, yep. not a wide receiver. And so they had you know Burkhead active, who Burkhead yep. is is their power back, who can also catch the ball. Who is also a free agent uh, coming up that we forgot to men or that we didn't mention yet. No, we we already we, talked we about this. He was a two-year deal. A two-year. But that was before we recorded. So next on the list, we've got Le'Veon Bell. 
Um, so I. And yes, Rex Burkhead is a free agent. Le'Veon Bell. So I mentioned a few minutes ago that we'll talk about Oakland in a minute because I read something today that makes a lot of sense. Oakland needs a really strong running game, and I think that they can, if Bell can make it onto the open market, which going back to that stupid franchise say we talked about, I think would be a great thing for him to be able to make it to the open market. Oakland would be his best landing spot. He's not only with a team that has a quarterback, they have wide receiver, they have offensive line. They don't have issues there. They have a Pro Bowl quarterback. He just got added to the Pro Bowl roster. Oh, nice. Huh. Um, but yeah, no. So with that team and the way it's constructed, I think that Le'Veon Bell would be the perfect fit there. The only concern I would, well, the only two concerns I would have again is going back to Le'Veon Bell's injury history, and given the fact that he has had a history of injury, three things I should say now. <laughs> I thought the other one, uh, he is one one misconduct away from getting suspended for ten games. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's done the two. He's done the four. He's one away from getting suspended for 10 games. That's That's got to factor into his contract wherever he goes. A team has to take that into consideration. And the third thing is that he's going to get the Brock. <laughs> he is, if he goes to Oakland, he will be the guy. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. not even questionable. He had 400 and what, three touches this year? Yeah, he's a bell cow. I mean, he... <laughs> Anyways. I wasn't planning on laughing at my own joke, but you guys both face palmed at the same time. <laughs> I gotta go. Damn it. <laughs> he uh he demands the ball and he gets it and he does stuff with it. So I mean Yeah. It's he I he's a guy that I think a lot of teams will try to grab. I mean, yes, I think I, I do agree. I think Oakland yeah. would be a really good oh, yeah. uh, place for him. Um I think that Seattle I think there would be about 20 teams that would be interested in his services. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think Seattle would be another good place oh, no, for no, him to no, go. No, 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 no. No, not behind that offensive line. No, no, no. I think he can make I think he can make some some things happen behind oh, that line. Um I'm scared. <laughs> Le'Veon Bell's my favorite player in the NFL right now. I'm I'm just saying I think I think if uh Seattle would be another good place to to go to try to grab him, they need to upgrade that line, yes. Yeah. But they could they could throw some money at him and then use all their draft picks on offensive linemen because they then their offense is settled for life. Does Seattle have money? Though? I don't think they do. I don't think they have enough to even give Bella one year uh, deal. They might because they might have a couple forced retirements. Oh, fair point. Between Can- Cam Chancellor Cam- and Chancellor? Uh, <laughs> and Cam Cliff Chancellor Averill. Chancellor and Cliff Averill, yeah. Um, so that, gi- that would actually give them a lot of money back to use. Yes, I agree. But... Um, other landing spots, though, that like would re- like realistic landing spots. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say, honestly, maybe Houston. I was about to say that too because Lamar Miller, they can get rid of Lammy Mills. Yeah, and... they can get rid of Lamar Miller. They don't I think love they him. would save about three million against the cap. If I remember correctly, hearing mm-hmm. about him being cut, they would save about three million. You know what? That's not going to work though. They've got Jadavian Clowney to resign, and they're going to have to sp- uh, spend some money on uh, on Hopkins. Oh, true. No, they already signed up. Did they already yeah. hit that extension? I'm pretty sure they hit him last year. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty but they've sure. got they've got Clowney to resign, and they've already said that Clowney is a uh, is a somebody that they're going to have to give money to. He's a priority. For yeah, them. he's yeah, a priority for sure. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, I guess my my top three spots for Bell. They've also got uh, Merciless that they that they need to throw some money at soon because I think he's got one year left after this. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my top three landing spots for Le'Veon Bell are obviously Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. number one, to a long term deal, not this franchise tag BS. Uh, two would be Oakland. You know what? I hope both him and Cousins go to go to Cleveland. Oh. No. <laughs> no. 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 And- I hope both him and Cousins go to Cleveland, and then Cleveland wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> that would mean they would have to beat New England to get to the Super Bowl. You know what? I don't care. I I would be I would be all about if if Cleveland ran the table and like went thirteen and three and won the Super Bowl. Not a single person is going to be rooting against them. You I could agree. be you could be the biggest you could be the biggest New England fan of the world. You could be the biggest Cowboys fan of the world. You could be biggest whatever insert team here fan except for Philly. Philly people are dicks. Uh, hey Philly Everybody fans, loves an underdog story. Uh, but it, it how would you root against them? I wouldn't. I mean, it would be, and that offense would be just creme de la creme. Yep. I mean, it, it's you. You throw, you sign Bell, you sign Cousins, then you just say we're using uh, a first round pick on offensive lineman, then everything else go, is going on defense. Yeah, and I, my third team, I, I do like your Cleveland thought. My third team is honestly, it's going to sound homerism, but my Niners homerism. Like my Niners. Word. And the reason why I'm saying the 49ers is because of the fact that they have, I think, the second most cap room after Cleveland. Yep, they're up there. Because they don't have <laughs> really any high-paid players. Their highest-paid players, their fullback. Yes. Their their fullback makes more a year than anyone else on the team right now until Jimmy G gets his yeah. contract. But they have a lot of money to work with. They have a head coach with a team on the rise who won – what six of their last seven or seven of their last eight? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was, I think it was because Jimmy. How, what, what, Jimmy what was G their final record? Six, or Jimmy G? Yeah, Jimmy G won six, and they had won one before that with Bethard. So I they, they won, ended up with six wins. I think they won six of their last seven because Jimmy G okay. undefeated six and zero, oh, but he had one. He had a, a win with, or he, he's seven and zero. Oh, he had two wins with with the Patriots. I thought. Okay, and then maybe, five. It's wins very with, po- very possible. Yeah, but so it, that, that makes, doesn't really matter yeah. as much. But yeah, um, but they're an up up and coming team getting a guy like Le'Veon Bell to run that offense and take pressure off of the quarterback would be great. Yeah. You and sign Bell. So happy. You sign Bell so you have that, that first round pick available to grab a defensive player or no. an offensive lineman. I, I think they're saying they've said for a long time that this year is offensive orient oriented oriented because the last three years they've spent first round draft picks on defense. Yeah. They had three straight years where they took a defensive lineman in the first round, and then they had two more years. One year they took an offensive guard with a second first-round pick. And they took a linebacker and a a defensive lineman last year. Yep, and they took a linebacker with a second first-round pick last year. So this is a team that has put money into the defense, or put picks into the defense. Now it's time to put money into the offense. Played super well. I mean, he was a linebacker. Reuben Foster fell so far to the the Niners, and he had a super good year. But um, did he have an injury at the end of the season? Nobody did get arrested. That's what it was. I knew that. I knew there was an issue there. Um, but yeah, no. If they can, if they can invest some money in that offensive line and, and and grab Bell, I mean, that's and have Jimmy G. That's that's a scary looking offense. Plus, you we we're gonna get to a couple wide receivers, and I think yep. one of them could sign with San Francisco as well. I'd be interested to see which one. 
I, I know which one I, I think would work out really well there. But, um, yeah, let's get to the wide receivers then. Perfect. Do we um, want to go top to bottom or bottom to top? Uh, let's go bottom to – let's go top to uh, – what do you – let's let's make some match. Let's, okay. Let's, 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 let's jumble it around a little right, bit. So I'm going to point that – throw the names out I'm going to start with Terrell Pryor. He goes back to Cleveland on a, another short-term deal. Because what other? Because he, I think he goes to Detroit on a short-term deal. Okay, he gives ain't going to a, Washington again. Gives him a tall wide receiver because Galladay got injured a lot, and you know people are really high on him still. But I just i I don't fully see it. Um, Wasn't well, isn't Marvin Jones decently tall too? Marvin Jones is is like six foot or six foot one. Oh, because they've got they've got two they've got Marvin Jones and they've got uh, Tate who are both. Faster oh, receivers. Yeah, Tate's like 5'10". 5'10", 5'11". Um, but he didn't do anything this year. Nope. It I would, mean, he, he even had a good quarterback thrown to him and couldn't do anything. Yeah. I, I don't really have anything else to say about Terrell Pryor. All right, let's go with uh, Jordan Matthews. He is so tough. He, I think he's proven in his career that he is not a team's number one receiver, and he never will be a team's number one receiver. But I think he's also proven that in the right situation, which is not Buffalo and their offense, that he can be a solid number two receiver for a team. Yeah. I think, honestly, a team a team that likes the short, short intermediate game would be best for him. I think because I don't think they're going to re-sign Landry to the amount of money that they, need, they want him for, I think Jordan Matthews going to Miami might end up happening, is a, is okay. a solid fit. Yeah, I think they're still pretty high on Parker and Stills, so I don't know how Jordan Matthews would really fit in that offense I think unless he, he becomes the, the underneath guy. Yeah, I think he fits into a slot it, there. Yeah, the slot underneath guy. I could definitely see that. Uh, and since I just mentioned him, let's go right up to the top of the list. Let's go with uh, Landry. Jarvis Landry is another polarizing guy because he's not a number one receiver in the NFL, but he can be a team's number one. As he's proven. As he's proven. Over the past four years, having, I think, 90-plus catches in every single season yep. to start his career. And he had over 100 this year. The yards aren't there, but I blame that on the offense more than I if do If the him. ball goes towards Landry, he's going to catch it. Yep. He's Odell Beckham light. He doesn't yeah. drop. And actually, Odell Beckham drops balls. So yeah. that's not even a fair comparison. But Jarvis Landry, I would l- go here again. I think New England would be a great fit for Jarvis Landry. I actually, I this is one of those that I do think that he would be a great fit, but I just don't see how they fit him into what they have right now. I think they've honest, got a lot of wide receivers in New England that have a very similar skill set. Uh, Landry has the is a better receiver than a lot oh, of them, yeah. but he's but but similar to what Landry have. So has. I'm going to throw out a scenario for you, or Carl, go ahead. Um, the Bears. I think that the Bears would throw Bears a lot of money at him. One, yeah, I think that would be if Landry's looking for money, which mm-hmm. I think he is. I think that is a very good option. I think him and the next person on this list, uh, the Bears would would be just giddy to try to get yeah. for Mitch for Mitchell to uh, Mitchell have the a Mitchell PPR machine to throw to. Yep, you had a scenario. So my scenario is you have a 32 year old Amendola that's a free agent who we might mention. Shortly here, I think he was on our list. We can mention him after this. Yeah. You have a 30-plus-year-old Julian Edelman. 
Jarvis Landry is an upgrade over both of those guys. I think it would be befitting to release those guys and sign the 25-year-old to a five-year deal and let him be Tom Brady's new Wes Welker. I would rather release Hogan and Amendola. Okay, I, I can, yeah, I can side with that. Yep, uh, yeah, and, sure. and hold on to Edelman. Yeah. Uh, just because I think Edelman has a larger skill set than those than those two. That he's able to to go out and get the deep ball better than than Hogan and Amendola are, as yeah, well I as agree. as well as be the quick out guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I I can see that I I yeah. I, I, think... I guess really any of the three release any two of the three mm-hmm. and you're good to go. I think you sign Landry to a deal. I think he would take less to go to New England, not only to spite Miami, but also just to possibly win a Super Bowl. So I'm going to mention a few in quick succession uh, just because I don't really think that we need to discuss where they're going to go. And uh, there's, there's one more big name that I do want to talk oh, about. Oh, no, no, there's there's oh, a couple okay. big names that, that I still think that we need to discuss, okay. but I'm just going to speed up a little bit of this. Yeah. Uh, Amendola, we just mentioned that he that he's a free agent. Uh, I don't think he returns to the Patriots, but I'm not sure where he goes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, John Brown, another free agent. He really killed his stock this year. I think he signs a prove-it deal with the with the Cardinals. Okay. I don't know if the Cardinals want him anymore. I don't know if they do either, but I don't think that anybody else is going to give him any money. Yeah. Not uh, not starter money. Eric Decker? I don't know where he goes. Does he go back to the Jets? No. Mm. I don't know. I think he goes to a team that needs needs a, 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 a reliable receiver. Need a reliable number two receiver. Does he go back to the Broncos? No. I don't think... No. That... Ugh. Uh, sorry, but I just... No, I don't think so. Does he go to San Francisco? I don't like... Because, I, I mean... As got- a number two, I, I do like San Francisco as a number two. But, honestly, I'd rather keep Marquise Goodwin mm-hmm. over him. I'd, I'd rather have that happen. I don't think they absolutely need him, but if he signs for a good deal... I think Houston might be a good fit because they've got a lot of guys that, I mean, they pepper DeAndre Hopkins with targets, which is great for him. Uh, they've got Fuller, who drops a lot of balls. But he catches I, touchdowns on half of his catches. He does catch a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> uh, but I think having Decker, that that veteran presence that, you know, is is a really good receiver, is going to be good for that offense. So I think that would be a solid fit and, a, and another good target for for Watson to look, to look at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, Marquise Lee. I think it's best best to stay with Jacksonville. I, I would agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Wallace, Mike Wallace. Uh, uh, he'll sign somewhere. I, I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> he, I think he stays in Baltimore. Actually, it's possible, but I, and I, I just hate. To, I don't mean to be rude. It's just I don't care. Um, and, and then I've got. I've got three names left here, and I think they're all fairly interesting for different reasons. We got Dante Moncrief, who is another guy the that's got a man. he's got a lot of talent that hasn't really. I've got two in a row here that's got a lot of talent that I haven't done it, done much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Moncrief is a guy that gets a bigger contract than he deserves in free agency because looking at this list, it's kind of it's it's not heavy on talent. No, there's really only like two to four top end guys, and then you have a pretty big fall off. You have a lot of hype. Yeah, you do. Yes, you have a lot of hype with not a lot of production. And I think that that 
Moncrief could go to a Tennessee or a team that's desperate for a big wide receiver because he's got that hype and that doesn't necessarily do you anything know what with actually it. Actually might not be a bad idea is him going to Arizona. Him going to mm-hmm. Arizona to be behind Larry Fitzgerald. He doesn't have to be a team's number one receiver. And even if the team does lose Larry Fitzgerald to retirement, he can still step in when he's healthy and be a be a producer. That would be a good spot. I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers would be an interesting spot. I don't know why I was covering my mouth there for a second. I thought I had a sneeze coming. Um, I, I think the Chargers up opposite uh, Keenan Allen would be a very interesting spot for. You Dante see, Malfrey. I think it. I think it is, but I think having Mike Williams there is it just blocks that. Well, it, it's Mike Williams. It's Tyrell Williams, who is also, I believe, is an unrestricted free agent. Um, but you have Tyrell Williams. You have uh, the dude who produced well for Cleveland a couple years, Travis Benjamin. Benjamin. Um, you have Mike Williams. You have they, they've Keenan got a Allen. Lot. They've got a lot. With that said, I, I think that Moncrief could do well in that because he's a different. He's he's like a better Benjamin. Yeah. Out of, I, when it comes to that, those those names. I feel like he okay. would, he would be an upgrade for them based on where they're at. Like, oh, I think he's an upgrade for them for sure over Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin. I one hundred percent agree with the upgrade thing there. Mm. I just don't know if they sign him. I could yeah. see him going to Baltimore, especially if they get rid of Wallace. Yeah, they need a receiver. I mean, yeah. I, I think that that would be a, a solid grab for Baltimore, and I think that it's it's a spot where, I mean, yes, it thrusts him more into the spotlight, but it, it really gives him a place where he can try to really prove it. And yeah, Perriman's not doing anything there. No. No, he's probably a cut candidate, honestly. He'll probably get cut this offseason. So while we're on the hype train, uh, we got Sammy Watkins. Chugga, chugga, whoop, whoop. He wants to stay in, in L.A. Of course he does, because they're winning. Yeah. Well, he's now part of a winning franchise, and he doesn't have to be the focal point, but he can still get paid well. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he uh, steals coverage. For fantasy, if he signs again with L.A., that tanks him. I yeah. he's seventh round pick for me, maybe eighth. I don't know where he goes to get fantasy relevance, though. I mean, he couldn't do it in Buffalo. He can't do it in L.A. Where can he do it? Where can the hype train actually pull into a station? Well, L.A. or just to kind of back on that for a second here, Buffalo was always due to injury, not talent. L.A., he didn't I think produce... it was a combination of, of injury and bad quarterbacks. Yeah, that, okay, I'll give you that. But in L.A., he wasn't the focal point of the offense anymore. And he also had Cooper Cup. He had Todd Gurley. He had, you know, Robert Woods, again, to deal with. And he had a, a very improving Jared Goff. Could it work? Yeah. Do I like it at all? No. I mean, if Goff, who's playing out of his mind, can't find Watkins open, who can? You know, honestly, I think a good landing spot for for him would be Chicago as well. Looking at this NFL mm-hmm. Sports Cup I have, yeah, <laughs> uh, I think Chicago would be a really good landing spot for him as well. If they if they don't get a guy like Jarvis Landry, having that home run threat, you got to have it. What about what about Jacksonville? If they lose the next guy, we're going to talk about. Uh... I think Jacksonville is going to honestly focus on having a game managing offense with a stout defense. So I don't know if they're going to spend a lot of money on receivers, especially given the fact that they just drafted Fournette too. 
Gosh, and they yeah. want to be a power run team. How much money can Watkins demand, though? Command with his. Honestly, I think he can get anywhere from eight to ten million a year. Anything else there, Carl? You seemed really I, pretty giddy for a moment. I was thinking of places that he could possibly produce, and I just thought of a place with a bunch of number two receivers and was like Minnesota, oh, Minnesota, Minnesota. <laughs> Not, I don't foresee that happening, but I think that would be interesting having. Because Laquan Treadwell's not hasn't been doing much. No. Um, I think Treadwell's at best a number three guy in the NFL. I think Jarius Wright is gone. Um, even though he was probably the best third down contributor to the Vikings, which is bizarre because fantasy wise he didn't really do anything, but as a team player he was good. Yeah. Um, and then if you have Watkins on the outside, you switch up whoever you put on on the other side, either Thielen or Diggs, and you throw the other guy in the slot. Probably Thielen on the outside, the, digs in the slot. Yeah, and then and then it's who who does the number one uh, cornerback cover? Do they cover Watkins because he's got that that uh, deep threat appeal? Does he cover Digs because he can catch you know contested Anything. balls like crazy? Or do you cover Thielen because you know he's going to be thrown to seventeen times in a game? Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of kind of a pick your poison. And then uh, the last wide receiver we're going to talk about is somebody that was injured this entire season, Allen Robinson. Which, in case you have, in case you didn't remember, I did say there was a guy that I think would be a great fit for San Francisco, and this is the guy. I think we know they have the money to throw at Allen Robinson. We know they need a number one receiver. Why not go with a guy that's proven it already? Yeah. Yes, he's coming off an injury, but you can you can pay him less than on a prove it deal, or even. Mm. Just you can backload a contract and have that way if he, you know, if he doesn't do well or doesn't recover, you can cut him. This is another guy that's interesting for Chicago, interesting for Minnesota, um, Cleveland. Uh, just a not necessarily a team that needs, uh, I would say they need wide receivers. Yeah. A Seattle would be interesting. Oh, especially if you can get him in a, in a prove it style deal. Uh, giving uh, Russell Wilson a weapon. Aside from Baldwin or Richardson. Yeah, but Richardson was kind of a come-out-of-nowhere uh, style also guy. A free agent. And Baldwin's yeah. one of those guys that he, he produces every year, but nobody loves. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, I mean, I could, see, I could see him going a lot of places, and I could see him producing where I think Allen Robinson produces wherever he goes. I think he just wants a quarterback that can complete a pass. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Bortles completed a lot to him, but that was about... But well, think of how many he could have completed if anyone else was throwing to him. Well, what? Allen Robinson only caught like 51% of his targets a couple years ago when he had his really big year. But he still had like 80 receptions. Yeah, he, yeah but he, he had, had like, the he had, like, he had the DeAndre Hopkins issue where the quarterback couldn't get the ball to him, but he tried to catch as many as he could. Yep. That's exactly what happened. Uh, so that is the end of the upcoming free agent talk. Uh, and so now is there any... Uh, There's are you, a couple. Are you in the... Okay, all right. Looks like we're going to head over to... Oh, drop that bass! Oh... Carl, you're not participating in this? I, I never Trivia do. corner. Yo. Oh, that was actually kind of short. Thank you, Shane. <laughs> We're running long. That dance uh, like that. 
All right. Uh, so Which just a couple, couple fun facts here, uh, mostly about the Patriots. Uh, since 2000, four quarterbacks have tied, three, have had 300 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, and zero interceptions in a conference championship game. Can you name those four quarterbacks? Okay, what were the stats? It was 300-plus passing yards, three-plus passing touchdowns, and no picks in a conference championship game. Right, since Tom Brady. Yep. Since what year? Uh, since 2000. Kerry Collins. Nope. No, he didn't? Mm-mm. Conference championship game. Uh, ben Roethlisberger? Nope. Aaron Rodgers? Nope. Oh, shoot. There's two, N- two AFC and two NFC. We've got one of the AFCs. Yep. Uh, Peyton Manning. Yep, that's the other AFC guy. So now there's yep, I two. I figured NFC. that was at Indy. Uh, Kurt Warner. Nope. Drew Brees. Nope. Oh. Brett Favre. Nope. Wow. Um, I'll give you a hint. He won this weekend. Nick Foles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that happened this weekend. Uh, Nick Foles and the other NFC guy, Donovan McNabb. Nope. But I'll give you a hint. Tom Brady beat this man in a Super Bowl. That's that why. That's why I said time. Donovan McNabb and the Kurt. It's not Kurt Warner, not McNabb. Um, Russell you have, Wilson. You, you may have given up all your hope. Oh, Matt Ryan. Yep. Okay. It was Matt Ryan last year against Green Bay. He was for some reason literally going to be the last one of those. I was going. <laughs> I was going Hasselbeck next. <laughs> all right, next. This is just insane. Legarrette Blunt has more touchdowns in the playoffs with ten. Then Eric Dickerson, Walter Payton, Jim Brown, and Barry Sanders combined. Well, Barry Sanders never got to the playoffs, so. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. One time. He made well, the NFC Championship game. <laughs> uh, entering Super Bowl 52. Tom Brady has played in seven Super Bowls in his career, as many as the entire Eagles roster combined. He's only played in five. <laughs> and he won all five of them. And then he lost the other two. Don't even talk in. about it. <laughs> all right. So, uh, one looks like one more thing here. So this will be the sixth Super Bowl rematch. In the last three rematches, the team that won the first game also won the second game. In four of the five rematches, the team that won... That's the exact same thing. Oh, no, sorry. In four of the last five matches, the team that won the first game also won the second and the Steelers and Cowboys have met three times in the Super Bowl with the Steelers winning the first two games. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Also, I guess last Brady fact, uh, no player in the Super Bowl era has more fourth-quarter comebacks in the playoffs than Tom Brady with seven. Oh, yeah. That's, I knew that one. Yeah, that's about right. All right. That's all we got, though. All right. Well, uh, if you're me, you're drinking more beer. Uh if you're just if you're recovering though, you're finishing up that Gatorade and popping those Advil because I believe this is the end of your fantasy hangover. All right, guys, we'll be back next week with a look into rookie quarterbacks coming. Oh out. man, I can't wait to talk about rookie quarterbacks. Oh rookies! Oh rookies! Get out that tape! All the hype! Get All out the, the tape! Hype. See ya.